Okay, yo, welcome to episode 19 of The Comedian. It is currently January 10th, and we are going to the Comedy Shrine. Uh, I'm going to be working on, um, like, talking about this girl I went out with once, like the stupid order she ordered, uh, just a couple other things. It's the same person who asked if Illinois was in Chicago. I might bring that up again. Um, some gross sexual act she made me do. I'll probably bring up, um, what else? I'm not sure, I kinda gotta go over it. Um, but definitely talking about, like, cause like, the place we went to closed down, and I'm super happy about that. A lot of people probably heard about the place, Rainforest Cafe. She got like a grilled salad, like grilled chicken salad, which is cool. Not expensive or anything like that. But like, uh, she got the, um, what is it, the chicken with no butter. She got it grilled dry. So I'm trying to figure out how that's, I mean, that's just like a psychopath, but like I'm trying to figure out how to make it funnier than just like how crazy of an order that is. Uh, we'll see. I'm going to work it out on the way there as usual. Think about it. Um, and write it out there, like the bullet points over and over again. We uh, have to get there like an hour beforehand now, so now I'm leaving like much earlier than I usually do um, to get there. So sign us at seven, it starts at eight. Usually I would get there at eight, so now my days get a little bit shorter, I guess, which is fine. All right, going there now, excited. I love you, bye. And keep it going for Mark Karski! What's going on, guys? How you guys doing? That's good. Uh, okay, you, you two guys right there in the front. Did you guys know that like referring to women as bitches is bad? Yeah. I didn't know that because I just I just how I refer to all of them. Like if I introduce a girlfriend, I'm like this is my bitch. Um, I learned it through stand up though, like seeing people's faces when I refer to them as bitches. I'm like, oh man, that's probably not a good thing. But I was. Uh, like I switched from My Chemical Romance to NWA in the fifth grade, so it's just how it's how I was raised. I can't I can't change, but um, so this one bitch, uh, she was just coming to visit me, and she asked if Illinois was inside of Chicago. I was like, that's red flag number one. Okay, red flag number two was her favorite restaurant was uh, Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> Is that your the woman was that your favorite restaurant? Or you just like it a lot. What's not to like? The animals, <laughs> the ambiance, <laughs> this chick. Uh, <laughs> let me let me let me know if this is a crazy order, okay? So she ordered a we're just fine. Salad's fine. Grilled chicken salad. She said no croutons. First part, that's fucking crazy. Second, she said grill the chicken dry. She's like no butter or anything. I was like. Oh, I've made a horrid choice, haven't I? I'm just sitting there with a huge margarita with a Corona in it, just sipping. I'm the reason why these dates are expensive, huh? Um, and then I saw her, uh, I saw her send a picture to somebody of just like her cleavage up, and I was like, all right, we're not dating, but I gotta ask, like, who, who'd you send that picture to? And she's like, what picture? I'm like, well, now we gotta argue this. Uh, so I somehow ended up calling her a bitch, and I don't know how that happened. And she said she liked it. She, she liked being called a bitch. She's like, no one's ever s stood up to me. And no one's ever called me a bitch before. I'm like, no one's ever called you a bitch before? You sure about that? It's been 48 hours from saying it to your face. Um, and then I said it to her in bed, and it was just, 
instant silence. There was no, she was not having it. Uh, the next thing she said was, so she was about to leave and hop on a plane. This is crazy, I've never told anybody this before, but she told me to rub, <laughs> rub cum on her face so they know that she's a little slut. I was like, you're gonna tell them? Like, you're gonna tell the airport? Like, <laughs> how are they gonna know? They don't scan for cum, you're crazy. <laughs> I, I did it. I did it. Uh, mm -hmm. Ah, okay. I got the come part. I got that written down twice. Come on face. Um, so I'm gonna talk. I'm probably gonna end up talking about my ex. So my my dog is adorable little Shih Tzu, and they play bite and stuff. And uh, my ex would <laughs> fucking bite him back. Dead ass. Yeah, she's like my dad did it. Like, my dad was fat and Jewish. I try to be neither, very hard. <laughs> I don't think, like, you can tell a dog, like, you can't tell somebody to do something and then do it. Let's say, don't bite, and then she bites him. That's, like, why it's so bad, why priests, you know, are pedophiles. <laughs> They're like, thou shall not fuck, unless, unless you want to, unless you want to, of course. I gotta figure out how to end that better. <laughs> Alright, I love you guys. I'm gonna end it. I appreciate you. I'm Mark Arsky. What's going on, guys? Just got out of uh, the comedy shrine. I'm tired as fuck. I went up fifth today. We got to like, uh, usually I would go up like last, but we got to uh, put our names down where we wanna go. Um, so usually I'll probably go up like third or fifth. I like going up earlier. Um, like the crowd's way more alive. You get a better. Uh, Reaction all that shit out of the crowd obviously. I don't know if that means like um, Later at night is harder. I wonder if it's just like a worse reaction because everybody's just sick of being there type shit um, I think today went good like there, it's just kind of getting where it's like I, I It's like I feel like I'm getting the laughs kind of when I wanted to or at least like chuckles and stuff um, I don't really like land like I don't really, like do a hard land on points. It seems like like I'll like I'll be kind of ready to go into the next segment if um, something I feel like isn't landing uh, and just like moving on to the next thing. Um, I haven't been doing like too much like rehearsing or anything like that um, except for like on the right there, just kind of thinking over it and just like going over it while I'm there redoing the bullet points and stuff like that. Um, I'm trying to think, like, you know, like, when I'm there, I'll, like, write down, uh, like, I'll star a couple of things or, like, cross things out that didn't work. The ending, uh, bit, like, the last joke didn't work. Um, but when I was just, like, standing up there, just, like, standing in the silence a little bit, it didn't, like, feel bad or anything like that. Uh, I was just, like, gotta, just gotta work on that. I just gotta rewrite it or just, like, think about it, you know? And, uh get a better uh, fucking ending to it. If that's even how I want to end it. Or just like, I think I'm gonna use some of that that I've talked about to, uh, and then just put that in like at the beginning of my next set and then put in newer stuff like in the middle and stuff like that. Like I like the, uh, talking about going on the date with that one girl. I think I'm gonna keep doing that. Talk about that maybe, see where that can go. And I think I'm gonna bring up the sixth grade teacher again. I forgot to bring that up. The sixth grade teacher got caught with child porn. I forgot to bring them up. Um, even though I'm going like last, I used to say like the only reason I stay is because I go up uh, late. But I'm staying and supporting and all that shit. Um, 
But man, I am definitely tired. Yo, what's cracking, guys? This is episode 19, I believe, of The Comedian. This is the podcast portion. I just raised up the microphone. I feel like it's usually so much quieter comparatively to the other portions of this show. Um, So I just reviewed Thursday's set, and it is currently Saturday the 12th. I just didn't feel like filming yesterday. Um, I don't really feel like filming a comedy video today either, so I think I'm just going to do this today and uh that will suffice um what i've noticed is like well in this one um i definitely need to i always just need to punch it up more it's always the critique is always going to be ad jokes and stuff also if you're new to this though the stand-up comes after this portion uh i like because the type of person i am i like to uh know a little bit about stuff before i watch it i guess like, you can't really spoil something for me because then, like, I'm going to want to see how that spoil happens. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but everything, I, I'm always, like, always going to have to add more jokes, make it funnier. Like, that to me is an obvious critique. That's what, uh, that's the whole fucking point, you know? So, I got to, um, probably just stop even saying that, actually. Make it funnier because it's like, no shit, asshole. <laughs> What else are you going to do? Um, so just take the parts that are funny, keep them, and then remember the parts that you forget. Like there's parts in here that I forgot to bring up. There's a whole portion of the sixth grade teacher who was a pedophile. I just forgot. He was on the other side of my, I read off this side. I didn't read off this side. If I just saw sixth grade pedo, I'd be like, oh, I got another minute and a half or so. Uh, at least another minute just to talk about that teacher. Uh, so I forgot to bring him up. Uh, I got other stuff I want to bring up as well. So what I'm going to do next time is, um, I like when I was there, I just circled parts of it that worked. And when I watched it again, um, I noticed parts that worked. Um, it's, I, I seem to get, uh, it seemed like I got a little bit more calm or a little bit more two like two minutes into it. I seem a little bit more calm to me at least. Like, like my, like, I, what is it? My shoulders in the beginning seemed a little bit more tight and perched up. Then I seemed just more relaxed and myself about two minutes in. Um, I don't know if I talked about this on the last episode. Probably is my guess. Um, cause I, the best advice I've heard, uh, was Tony Hinchcliffe give somebody on t- kill Tony, his uh, podcast. He said, stop worrying about the fucking bullet points and just go for it. Go all in. And so like, that's what I got to do is like, that's why I don't like write long form anymore. I just think about it and stuff. I just think about the, and I write down the bullet points. Um, I got to have enough parts. Like, so I, what I want to do is I start off with something that I know is going to like get a laugh. The talking about bitch, like saying the word bitch thing I knew was going to get a laugh. Um, and I knew a laugh was coming when I go. So this bitch, like I knew there was going to be one and that was longer than I thought it was gonna be. That's what I've noticed is the closest you can get to the feeling of stand up. So doing, well instead is making somebody laugh right and you're always chasing that feeling again because when you're doing stand-up it goes so quickly it's just you're there it's done is that you have no idea what just fucking happened right even though it feels like an hour especially if you're doing bad oh my god um like when i'm watching people the like it goes by faster like they i see them get the light i don't think i got the light but i think i did four minutes or something like that. But he does the light really quick, so I might have missed it. But I don't I don't like to um like if I don't have enough material, I'm not gonna be like, uh, so uh even though I could have probably used it, uh, so what else? And then saw in the back, oh yeah. So that would have been fine, but I hate when people are like, uh, so what else? 
and then nothing. They're like, right, that's it. Thank you. It's like, well, obviously there's nothing else. But um, I can't be too judgmental. Or every everybody there has been doing it longer than me, I believe. So, um, I could have used one of those. What, what fucking else? Oh yes, pedophiles. Um, but yeah, it goes by so quickly. But like another way of getting that feeling is when the laugh goes longer than you think. You're like, oh, because then it kind of sticks out. You can kind of remember it because like it goes by so quick. That's why I think like phantom laughs. Like some people will think they're good or like you'll hear laughs that don't exist. So that's why it's good to record yourself to see the actual real shit and listen back to it. Like listen back to every set, watch every set. I mean, you should fucking write notes or video, make a vlog out of it or something like that. I think this is a fantastic fucking idea. This is a good way to workshop your shit. It's a, way, it's a good way to be, um, hold yourself accountable and also not bullshit it. Like, especially me posting and talking to you guys, be saying it's coming after this. Like, if I was like, yo, I fucking killed, dude. I It was so funny. Everybody was nonstop laughter. Nah. Like, that would be cap. It would be a, a lie, right? Because you, you'd see it. You'd be like, what is he talking about? So you have to be realistic and uh, not judgmental, but, like, look at it from an objective standpoint, not just uh, with ego and being like, I did good. At least I went up last night. Fuck, yeah, there were some laughs. Like, Because, like, if you don't watch it, if you don't film it and see the raw reaction, the real reaction, see how you were on stage. Um, and it seemed like I was actually using my notepad less. Actually, if you see me, I hold the mic uh, like like when I get comfortable, I hold it from the bottom. I noticed when I'm on stage. That's and I hold like the notepad like I won't even like fucking need it. I'll, I'll just be like holding it like that and just like cupping the bottom of it. And that's how, you know, I'm comfortable. I'm just doing it like this. Uh Start up this way, scared as shit. This is probably better to like figure out how to uh, talk it, like to get it correctly every time into the mic is to put it up to your chin, is my guess. That's how I see everybody do it. Like they touch it to their face, but you know, COVID, but I don't give a fuck. I had strippers literally hitting me with their asshole at the beginning of COVID. And my mom works at a place for old people. So it doesn't exist. Anyway, <laughs> just kidding. Um, but yeah, that's when I feel like I get comfortable. I'll change that up. But I also noticed that I just, I got into a more comfortable level. Two minutes in, that's, I mean, that's not, at least I get, get comfortable, I guess. Um, but that's the whole, that's half the set. So I got to get comfortable faster. Just got to get on stage more. Got to go to different places. That's a big one, I think. There was one yesterday, but it started at 11 o'clock. I was like, you're out of your fucking mind. Starting at 11 p.m.? No, nope. How, who, who's going to be there? How are you awake? It's bedtime. That's crazy. Starting at 11. When does it end? How many people are, oh God, I can't even, it's in Chicago. It's even farther. God, I don't want to throw up just thinking about it. Um, but going to different places, right? And I'm posting a lot of YouTube videos and stuff like that, um, which is good for, um, well, it's also, it's good for keeping you on your toes and stuff, actually. I think it is a big, good benefit that I make these YouTube videos of my comedy videos on my main channel. Um, I plan on, like, doing a Chicago stint once I can afford it uh, on Airbnb like I did with Hollywood. I'm going to do that with um, Chicago when it's nice out, I think, and do, once I'm better and start doing this Chicago scene and try and get up more than... Um, once a day. I'm going to try and get up once every day. That's my New Year's goal is to eventually get the momentum there is to do like five sets a week. Um, that would be fucking dope. Right now I'm doing Monday, th Tuesday, Thursday, and 
there's one place that's supposed to have them every other Sunday, and they haven't been. But I think there's about to be one. So I'm hyped for that. So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. I could go for having Wednesday off to think about it and write. And then I'd be cool with Friday and Saturday. And then just having Saturday off, I guess. Or I, I would do one Saturday. I don't give a shit. Um, but what I, I am, like, super grateful going through this process and everything. You know, like, and documenting it. Like, I look looking back, it's going to be amazing. I, I'm probably going to make a video comparing the 25th set to the first set. And then, you know, the 50th set to the first set. And comparing it to the 25th set and then maybe the 100th set to the first set. That'll be crazy. The 100th set to the first set. I think this was such a good fucking idea. I think it would not be for most, though. Because it is painful. I was thinking about on the third episode when I bombed. That, how the host treated me. He, I don't know if I kept it in there. I might have. Where he said it's like. I also hate it. It was very easy for me to also hate Mark Karski, like talking shit about my set and then apologizing to these girls I called lesbians. Oh, my God. And he, like, comped their ticket. Like, they don't have to pay for tickets for open mic, but he comped their ticket for a next show. I was like, damn. But, like, this guy doesn't... I knew this guy didn't know shit at all about what he's talking about. One time he critiqued me about calling somebody fat in one of my sets. In my story, calling somebody in my story fat, he critiqued it. I was like, because they're fat in my story. I, but I didn't stand up for myself when he said that, actually. I was trying to, like, listen as if he had fucking knowledge. But uh, he's a teacher, so, like, a school teacher. Um, but that would have made a lot of people quit, I think. That was, like, pretty shitty. That definitely did not help the bombing and helping the feeling. It's like, I don't know why you would care more about this crowd member than the fucking uh, comedian. The comedian's way more important, I think. Like, uh, we we are the ones who show up and support the most, you know? Uh, I mean, like, not on days where they have shows. But at open mics, I think those are really, really important for, like, the community and all that shit. Really important. Because, like, I mean, like, I would never go see a show unless there's, like, a, a good comedian I wanted to see can imagine seeing a show. I mean, I do see improv shows. Every They do that in between the open mics on Thursdays. Uh, they, do, they do three comics and then a 10 minutes improv set and then three comics and then a 10-minute improv set. Uh, th- so I've been going up earlier uh, in the list. I've been going up. I, I went up third and fifth for the last two ones. Um I like going up earlier. You get better response from the crowd. They're fucking awake. They're there. They want to laugh. Like, it just started. Um, at the end, everybody's like, like, like you just want to go fucking home. You want it to be over. You're like, oh, my God, I'm sick of clapping. So I don't know what, like, how to decide on what spot to pick. Like, is it going to make me better to do it on like a later at a later point because it'll be tougher to get laughs? Or will it be better... For me, I think just mix, just getting a mix of all, actually, that's the answer. Just getting the mix. But if you can always pick your spot, you don't want to one day not be able to pick your spot and then be confused by um, being last, right? Like if you never go up last and then one day you have to go up last when it actually means something. Like let's say you get a, a spot somewhere, a paid spot. Eventually, like I'm talking about long time from now, but you're always doing the the good spots in the beginning, but then they give you like a later spot that you're not used to the crowd 
being like as drunk as they are or whatever, or as tired, like, uh, in this hypothetical world, like it's, it would probably be good to be versed in all categories. I would say like being like a comedian is like one of the people that should be well-rounded, I think, or maybe that's just the thing I'm thinking about in today's terms. Cause a lot of people have to be well-rounded. Like I, I can't just be a stand-up comedian. I could not, if I just did stand up, like if I just went to go do those five minute sets and, and didn't film it, didn't reveal, like it would feel like so much less uh, worth my time. Actually, this helps so much, but it also helps me a lot as well. But, um, just not what would happen. You know, it would take so long for people to see your stuff for pe- people to see you develop and grow. It just take, but that's how it was back in the day. But now it's a give and take. They didn't have to edit videos, make videos, make content, constantly be working, right? Like, is that's kind of a thing you can do nowadays. Back in the day, you couldn't constantly be working. Like, after your 9 to 5 was done, you couldn't have a side hustle on the internet, right? You uh, you could, you it just was done. You just watched Fox News and drank and went to bed. That's it. That's how everybody's day was. But the internet, like, for instance, if you have a job, and you want to quit that job, you could create a job online. Like I created my main channel of me just talking shit about people. You could do it. It could happen. Um, but then you become um, a professional video editor, full-time video editor, full-time thumbnail maker, fucking uh, TV show host, uh, producer, all this stuff. You're the reason why the audio doesn't work if it doesn't sync up, if the audio goes bad, if it doesn't sound good, if the camera doesn't focus, all of that. So now we have all of these responsibilities. So, like, maybe comedians have to be more well-rounded nowadays. But, like, you can't just be a comedian who's good at crowd work because that has no substance, right? To me, that's kind of like low-hanging fruit. Like, people love it, and some people are bad at it. Some people, it's hard for people. I've seen – I'm very good at crowd work. That's when I feel like that's when I'm most comfortable – I feel like myself, I just off the dome, just think, have a conversation, it'd be good. I, I feel like every time I've kind of done crowd work, except for calling those girls lesbians, it's kind of gone well. Um, But some people aren't good at it. But if I was just good at crowd work, that wouldn't be good because you have to have your jokes ready and set up, ready to go. Um, I think I need to add more jokes. But the what comedy is nowadays is very storytelling, I think. So you need to have be a good storyteller with good jokes in it. And also be able to do crowd work. I think people enjoy crowd work quite a bit, but um, I think people have to be more well-rounded nowadays, especially with just the visibility of people being able to see you. Like they, because there's gonna be the be- there's gonna be somebody who's well-rounded and doing it. So you kind of have to try and be well-rounded, right? Like you could be like, oh, I want to just be the best at jokey jokes, but like Mark Norman's the best at like jokey jokes, but he still does podcasts, still makes content, and all that shit. So think about that, even the best of the best. Like, the best, their goal is to have a popular YouTube channel to post their stand-up to. So I am blessed to have these multiple YouTube channels to be able to post to. I'm glad I did the work prior. Um, I'm glad I made the decision a while back. Uh, instead of stand-up, I chose YouTube and then build a YouTube channel and then now ready for stand-up. I think that was a blessing. Fucking so glad I made that choice. Because making a YouTube channel is so fucking hard. And if I was just posting like stand up now, because like at least I'm used to talking shit and editing and all of that stuff. So I can do that. And then the stand up part is just like a bonus instead of making that the main thing. It'd probably put a lot of pressure on it. 
and all that stuff. I'm I'm glad and very grateful for the spot I'm in. It's going very well. Everything's finally picking back up. I'm finally working consistently. All this shit again. It is good. Feels great. I feel like I'm in alignment. That's how I always feel because of stand up. I feel like I'm in, it's going how it should be. Like there's there's nothing more you can do. One if you get up that night and now you're watching everybody else and you're like still thinking about the set and you're like ha- having a good time and like crossing things out and like starring things and making mental notes and watching people learning what not to do. Like you're doing pretty much the most you can. And like, cause I have a productivity problem where like, I feel like I have to be productive 24 seven because you can be, which is a good thing and a bad thing. Um, cause I just like working and st- cause I'm like, Hmm, I could play a video game where I have to do stuff in a video game. I have to move the mouse and click and shoot people or I can move the mouse and click and make money and content. Hmm. What, what am I going to pick? Halo? Shooting people for n- no benefit. Or shoot, like clicking on a video and editing it and then editing a thumbnail and posting it. For a huge benefit for people to enjoy, for me to enjoy, for me to have a fun time talking shit. It's like the, the benefits are so high to making content being and doing stuff and working 24 seven, but that's not what this is about. This is about comedy. My bad. I gotta have, I gotta make another podcast about where I just fucking ramble. Maybe that's what I'll call it. Fucking ramble. Nah, that is a terrible name. I'm good at names. Good at naming stuff. Tried very hard for this series. Real lot of thought, thought about it very hard. The comedian narcissistic and very cunty yet uncreative fantastic um thank you guys so much for watching i appreciate you so much here comes the stand-up um there's a couple parts where i think we'll get secondhand embarrassment but uh i think if you've been watching from the beginning i don't think there's a lot of people people that have you there might be but to me and i think to most people who start a series it's, it's hard to imagine people even though I'm posting and creating content consistently and I'm making this a series, it's hard to imagine somebody caring about you and what you're doing. So it's hard to imagine somebody watching from episode one and watching all of them. But if there is somebody like that, or if you're just keeping up with the, what was, Oh, this might be like, you might, maybe the set before was better, but like the sets are getting better noticeably quickly to somebody commented that the growth is fast. And I noticed that as well. Like, not to fucking suck my own cock here, but definitely one of the best there already. And I've been doing it since November. And I don't want that, like any of that to get to my head or anything like that. I'm just saying, Tony Hinchcliffe, he said this. He said, if you notice in the beginning that right away that you're getting up to being one of the best quickly out of, in that scene, it's like, that's a very good sign. And I knew that was going to happen. Um, I just got to be better at getting comfortable quicker and more, and just be me. Because that's what I do for my YouTube videos. And that that's worked. You know, so that's kind of given me, helped me with confidence and uh, proof of concept. You know, like thousands, millions. I mean, I have over 32 million views. So, like, have millions of people have seen it, presumably. Millions of people? Well, yeah. Yeah, I would say. Probably. Because the majority of people who view your videos are not subscribers. So, I would argue that. Yeah, sure. Um, so, proof of concept is there. That sounds bad, actually. If millions of people have seen it, 75,000 subs or so, that's still pretty good. I don't know. I'll fucking take it. It feels good. That feels like a good achievement. That's not bad. I suck my cock. Uh, so I know that my thoughts. Why would I? What's going on here? So 
at least I, like I know my improviser, my out, off the dome thoughts are funny or like my, cause when you write, I felt like I was ending the podcast right there, but like, hold up. So a good thing to think of, like I noticed this in the beginning, but like, I also heard somebody else say this. So like the first thought you have is like, that's the civilian thought. Like you, that's the shit that pisses me off. If I notice somebody say it on stage, somebody who's a comedian, like if they think of something and that's the first time they think of it, they're like, that's hilarious. I'm just going to say that. And it's just the first thing that, time they thought of it. You can tell, think about it. And then rethink about it, like redo it and then redo it again, right? Like try and get to a deeper level, a, a different depth of it because it's the civilian, the first thought of it, anybody can have that first thought. Most people are having that first thought. You got to break down the layers. You got to peel it back like an onion, Shrek, and just like present something that most people aren't going to see because a lot of people aren't going to spend the time thinking about the second layer or the third layer of that funny observation you had right like um what what's up with airplane food like most people can come up with some hacky civilian joke or like calling a fat person um not chewbacca fucking one of those hut guys uh, job of the hut calling the fat chick or person job of the hut is very hacky rich anybody could come up with that but if you like think deeper into it like how a fat person sitting you like a Civilian thing would be like that fat person sitting looks like Jabba the Hut. I would be like that fat person sitting looks like when the person got high in the Dare commercial and they melted into the couch. Go you know go a little bit deeper and specific because uh, I, I mean Jabba the Hut's just such an easy thing you know to think of like unless you know I feel like kids don't know who the fuck Jabba the Hut is actually. I had a hard time remembering who it was and I watched. YouTube story uh, videos of Star Wars. I call them TikToks, but it's on YouTube, YouTube stories. But saying you watch YouTube stories sounds retarded of Star Wars lore. I don't know why. It's better than the movies. And I don't like to watch TV or anything, but just getting a quick little (laughs) Star Wars lore. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Okay, cool. Wow, I didn't know they existed in the galaxy as if it fucking matters. Okay. Well, I, I like that little That's a good piece of advice, by the way is the going past the civilian thought. Remember, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I think I am right about this, though. I don't know what I'm talking about because I just started. However, I heard a professional comedian also say this, but I had the thought, and then he also said it. So, like, going to through the layers of it because that's what people aren't going to do. They're always going to say what's first coming to their mind, but then eventually you can get to the first, the second or third layer quicker, you know, is what it seems like. Um, as you practice and build that muscle. Cause this is a muscle comedy is a muscle. Stand up is a muscle. Uh, I was at my friend's house and he said I did stand up and one, and like his dad and his friend was there. So they were old as shit. Right. And they were like, one of the dads was like, how do you do that? How do you do it? I was like, you just grab the microphone. But I forgot like the being scared of public speaking. It's the number one um, fear in the world, but that goes away. Like, I don't give a fuck. It helps with everything. Like, helps you do everything. Like, going to the gym, I'm like, this is easier than stand-up. Anything. Like, anything. You can't really complain about anything comparing it to stand-up. It's weird. It's a very, very hard, very difficult art form. It's very... In the beginning, doing your first set, the fucking... You are just judging yourself so much. It's all just you in your head. That's what it is. Because everybody wants you to do good. Everybody wants to laugh and have fun. 
So it's all you in your head. Like if you're thinking about doing it, it's not as bad. It, like once you do, you're like, holy fuck, I survived. I did it. Even if you bomb, you'd be like, I survived that. Wow, I'm invincible. And then you get shot outside. But no, like it goes away. Like it's a muscle you build. And then if you're lucky, it becomes addicting. And you want to just get that feeling of while you're on stage, you want to be up there and feel that that feeling. It's a good feeling, especially if you don't have feelings. And you get that feeling. It's a dope feeling. You're like on a, on a roller coaster ride of people paying attention to you and like <laughs> you're important for five minutes. Like, so yeah, yeah. Hey, look at you all looking at me. What's up, cunts? You can say whatever you want. It's hilarious. It's a good time. And you get to talk to people afterwards. Get to meet people, get to see people, get to see other people's point of views when they're on stage, see how they do it. See, be like, that's definitely not how I'm going to do it. I just learned from you. Uh, yeah, I suggest everybody should try it. Somebody commented on a YouTube video back in the day when I said that. Uh, <coughs> he was like, he or she was like, that could traumatize people. That's very hard for people to do. I was like, I don't think, you know, I think if you just... Once you do something that you think is going to kill you, because that's the biggest fear on earth, then death, right? So if you do something you think is going to kill you and it doesn't, I feel like that makes everything easier. Like if you're fear of public, like, like that's, um, I don't know what the tactic is called, but like, uh, in therapy they would do if like, I, if I want to get rid of my arachnophobia, I would do this type of therapy where they just make you fuck it. You just play with a spider or whatever type shit. Cause if like once you start touring and shit, there's like big things in like UK, Australia. And then when we go to Australia, big spiders, I'm going to have to get rid of my arachnophobia. So that's why like, I know about this. So like just do like just doing it, something like jumping out of an airplane that could probably help with a lot of people's anxiety, but like going on stage, I think it might help with anxiety, doing something so fearful that like you notice that fears aren't like real fears are like made up. They're like, that's also what you should, uh, that's what you should walk in the direction towards is the things you're afraid of is at least what it seems right. Like when you get anxiety or like I get anxiety about going to the gym, make get, get anxiety about like doing this. Like you'll start your brain will just make a fucking worry about it. See, I need to start a podcast. My bad for going on a tangent guys. But like, uh, if you're, you should be afraid. That's a good feeling. It's making you feel something, you know, it's, uh, most good things are scary. Skydiving, roller coasters, uh, stand up, uh, Working out, people are scared of people looking at them when they work out. It's like nobody's fucking looking at you, and if they are, that's kind of hot. Um, thank you so much for watching. I appreciate you guys. I will end it here. Uh, here comes the stand-up. Uh, let me know what you think. Uh, there are parts where you're going to get some secondhand embarrassment, but not as much as before, so that's good. Uh, if you guys want to support the stand-up or the channels, there's patreon.com slash wineboxpoppy. There is also ringtones down below, and I think I'm going to come out with a maybe a Patreon uh, podcast or a vlog or maybe a mix of both or something. I'll, I'll make something. But uh, if you can't or don't want to, I totally understand. Just maybe like, comment, subscribe, share this shit around. Hmm? Either way, I love you, appreciate you. Mwah.